And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today is our first ever repeat guest, and I say that kind of, you know, uh, on a tightrope. <laughs> um, today, Annie Brobst is on the show, and I'm going to tell you a quick little story. So I met Annie for the first time in real life, oh God, last September, and we did a, we did a live interview at a local country fest. Uh, over at Indian Ranch, and it it was great. It was nice to talk to Annie. She was one of you know it was one of the first episodes I had done. You know, um, and I'll be honest, it sucked. It sucked. The sound was bad. The quality was bad. Everything about it just sucked. Um, she was great, obviously. Um, but I sucked. I stumbled. It just it was not what I wanted it to be. Now. I'm going to rewind about a year ago when I started this whole thing. I had saw Annie and all of her stuff popping up everywhere on social media. Annie is a social media genius. She pushes herself perfectly. She She's a marketing absolute powerhouse. And nobody can take that away from her. Um, so I kept seeing her, kept seeing her. Really liked what I heard and saw her, you know, at a free event outside. Um at Gillette Stadium, and it was a great time. We had an absolute great time. So I figured, you know, I need to have Annie back on the show, and she was gracious enough to come back on and and do a real episode. So Annie, thank you so much for that. Um, I've been a huge supporter of Annie. Annie has been a huge supporter of me. Um, You know, she's helped me out with a a ton of shit, 
and I can't thank her enough for it. You know, have got has gotten me into shows to cover her and to cover you know whoever the the headliner was. You know, she she got me into the Hardy show, which that review is still coming. I promise you, all the concert reviews are coming. I've just been super behind, um, and that's another reason why this episode is so late <laughs> because I'm just super fucking behind. Um, excuse my language for the little ki- for the for the young kids that are listening because it's Annie I apologize mom dad sorry um yeah and <laughs> anyway um but yeah there's there's just something you know there's just something about Annie that I I absolutely adore right you know she's she's sweet she really is um you know and that's that's really it you know I, I can't wait for you to hear a real episode with Annie Bropes. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed having it. It was really nice to sit down with her and have an, an actual conversation about everything that goes on in the New England country music world um, and, you know, beyond. And, you know, Annie, thank you so much for, for giving me the time of day again when you really didn't have to, shouldn't, probably shouldn't have, <laughs> and, and all that. But... Um, so before we get into the episode, we have some, we've, we've, we're doing some clean house here and I don't mean that in any disrespect to anybody or just, you know, I've just been talking to some people and, um, we, we have some new friends of the show that I'm going to be highlighting a little more. Um, we have Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company who has been with us from the beginning and I can't thank Mike and his crew enough for everything they do. Um, we also have the Afterglow Boutique who uh, Marissa is one of my best friends in the entire freaking world. Um, and then Beats Beers Bonfires um, out of Connecticut. They, they become super close, super good friends with me as well. So the three of them, they're going to they're gonna be the ones that are presenting you these podcasts and these episodes going forward. Obviously, we still have, you know, some really great, great friends that, you know, we have along the way and who we have partnerships with, you know, Matthew Allen Photography. Uh, absolutely. Matt's been a, you know, a huge, huge supporter and friend of mine. Um chocolate whiskey discs chocolate whiskey discs i don't know why that was just so hard to say and roxley whiskey stones you know obviously everybody all of those people are still still in the running and we also have another um um another company another local company in bitches and boots they're gonna be they're gonna be doing stuff with us here soon as well um so if you're listening to this and you're from you know, somewhere else, stay the hell away from my partners. (laughs) Um, There's a little inside scoop there, but we won't get into that because this isn't the time or the place. But, um, so thank you to those guys um, so much. Now, um, the top three there, they're going to have commercials now in these episodes. So their commercials are going to lead us into the conversation with Annie and you know, the conversations going forward. So stay tuned for those. Thank you guys so much for everything. And we'll see you on the other side. Um, enjoy the words from our sponsors because there's some things in there you might be interested in that you might want to take advantage of. So enjoy my conversation with Annie and we'll talk soon. 
We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, hello, Annie. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, thanks. So for those of you that don't know, this is Annie's actually second show. It's actually her first real time. We won't talk about the last episode. <laughs> I loved the last time. <laughs> um, you're just saying that because you're a nice person and all of that. So for those of you that don't don't mind, I'm just going to tell a quick little story. Um, <laughs> so I started this whole show almost kind of around you um and you don't I don't know if you know that I don't um, think I knew that what <laughs> so yeah so I had this idea you know about this time last year where you know I had started seeing all of your stuff pop up on my social media and I'm like who in the hell is this person that just keeps popping up everywhere <laughs> and I started looking into you and really liking what you had going on and then it got me to start looking at the other artists that were in the area and I was like, huh, maybe maybe there's an idea here. And I'm going to, you know, look into these people and talk about them and all that stuff. And, um, you know, talking to myself about it got really boring really fast. So I decided I was going to, you know, branch out and and do it this way. And um, you were always on the, you know, the top of the, you know, people I needed to get on this show. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah you know and with schedules and all that stuff like you know shit happens you know it is what it is oh yeah <laughs> so um so thank you for being really our you know our our first second time guest but this time we're gonna do it justice the way it, it's supposed to be well I appreciate uh, all of that and I'm glad that you know you are able to connect with all these artists in this way yeah yeah it's it's been a lot of fun so um you know this is a this is a no holds barred kind of conversation. There is no agenda. I want you to tell us who you are, what you're doing, where you've come from. And I'm, I'm going to interject with questions along the way. Okay. <laughs> so do you want me to just dive in? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the floor is yours. There's no pressure. There's, you know, say what you want. I mean, I'm sure you've heard some of the other local artists on here. They say whatever they want. To, oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Not putting any elbows, <laughs> Russell James. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, yep. <laughs> we'll just say yep. Yep. <laughs> um, well, okay. Um, my name's Annie Brobst for people who are new to me and what I do. Um, you know, right now I see myself as an original country artist here in New England. I um, was born and raised in Ohio, um, but I've certainly come a long way to get, you know, to this point and where I am. I, I grew up in Columbus um, and I moved out to Massachusetts right after college. Um, and I didn't do really, I didn't do any songwriting when I was in Ohio and I didn't really do bands or any, you know, organized performing like that. Um, but I was in choirs growing up and, and always loved to sing. Um, but I really thought I was going to be a teacher for the rest of my life. 
uh, I, I moved out to Massachusetts on a whim after college and I was seeing a guy in college and, and I ended up out here. Um, and when we broke up, I stayed because I got offered my dream teaching job. I was teaching Spanish in Salem, Mass, and I ended up teaching for eight years. Uh, and I stepped away to go full time with music when I started you know, singing in cover bands. I had my own cover band and then I joined um, a bigger cover band that my first gig with them was opening for Joe Nichols at Toby Keith's, which is now six string. Um, And, you know, I really got that passion for being on stage. I learned a lot out of those experiences, but then started songwriting with um, Roger Hagopian. I had met him kind of in that change of bands to you know from one cover band to the other um and he's still in my band he's like an og (laughs) um and you know he gave me that itch to really songwrite so we sat down and we wrote ghost that was our first tune together and my first you know co-write and my first song um and once you write songs you um you start to want to play them, right? You want you right. want an audience to hear them. You want to release them. You want to do what an artist does. Um, and so I just got that itch. And and I, I think there was a turning point there where I had to quit my cover band and just do Annie Brooks um, and be me and not sing everyone else's songs. So that was a cool turnover. It's been a battle since then because you know it's you walk into a room and you sing friends in low places and everybody sings along yeah. you walk into a room and sing red wine on my mind you know while they think it's cool nobody knows that song so right. you know so it's been a battle to really build your audience um teach people your songs um, stay present online and and all of that but it's been a very fun journey and i love where we're at and i am excited about where we're headed yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, to me especially, um, and, you know, my my other um, close local artists are probably going to get mad at me when I say this, but <laughs> you, you, you are the best at that whole marketing yourself thing. Like, you, you do it better than, you know, anybody else. You know, it's, well, I appreciate it's almost, you're, you're, you're welcome. It's almost like, you know, you know, I think with that, you can see how, how much you do love what you do. I do, you know, and marketing's a funny thing, right? I, I think a battle that I think some other artists struggle with, a totally valid battle in their brain oh, yeah. is, is like, you know, they don't want to promote themselves. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, but I think we've gotten some really good responses from how we promote ourselves. And I've noticed that. And I, and I feel that from our fans that they like that and it helps sell tickets. Um, so I think it's just one of those things you got to bite the bullet and, and do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause it's yeah, so absolutely. important. It's a, it's a huge part of this business. Yeah. Yeah. So when you started writing songs with Roger, how, how quickly did that become one song to two songs to three songs to so on and so forth? Um, that's a great question. Uh, we, we wrote Ghost and then we had an EP, a five song EP pretty quickly after that. We had enough material for that. Um, I think once I started writing, I wanted to keep writing. I, I felt like I, you know, had something to say um, or it was a great therapy tool right you know when yeah. I quit, when I quit that last cover band um <laughs> I don't you know I don't want to rehash the past or, or stir up drama but you've already <laughs> told me this is no holds barred so here no, 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 no. um 
um, like like we said right uh, i think i think russell did it <laughs> right you he, know. he paved the way so we're oh, he sure, and you know what it must have worked because up until you know really the last couple of months you know I mean, still, he's that episode is in the top five most listened episodes of the show. So, <laughs> so That's it did awesome. something really good. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I listened to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'm not going to mention names because I think oh, that's, okay. that's that gets a little weird. But but um, but I will say that cover band was like it was almost like a possessive like ex-boyfriend who yeah. didn't want you to do anything else. You know, and I felt really held down. Um, so songwriting at that time, actually, you know, a song was born from from that experience, too. And it was it was I learned that it was so therapeutic to like, you know, not outwardly take out your like frustrations. But instead, let's just put it into a song and you can kind of like, you know, start and finish that song. And then it's a way to let go of that situation. Um, yeah. So that paperweight is my original song that was born um, from that experience. A lot of people think it's just an ex-boyfriend, but that's because that felt so much like it, you know? Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. It felt like somebody trying to hold you back and not let you see other people. You know, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so, yeah, I think I started to learn that songwriting could be therapeutic. It could be a reaction, a way to get your reactions down and, and put it into a song and let it go. Um, Roger had some of the songs he came to the table with kind of already fully fleshed out in his brain. Um, so he was kind of the visionary at the time. I still, you know, I don't play guitar, so I still really need help from a co-writer with melodies um, and the tune of the song, but I'm more of like the lyrics and the thoughts and the concept and, and yeah. you know, the bigger picture like that, but <clears throat> but he has a really good knack for, um, you know, the music side. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, and you guys, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough now to see you a few times in the last year or so, and you know, you guys just, you sound better and better together every time I see you. Well, thank you. I mean, well, <clears throat> we've been, you know, we've been playing our original tunes now for a while. And, and we even say it amongst ourselves, you know, Phil and Cindy you, and Luke uh, just joined the band. We we do have some members who have kind of joined us along the way. And we've just been able to at least have a good year or two now where we've been playing these same original songs. And, and I know that sounds bad, like we're not releasing new music or anything, but you know what, you know, it's, it's given people a chance to learn these songs and yeah. our band to learn them and the audience to learn them and really um, get used to the music. And so um, I feel like our original tunes at least are our tightest as a band performance wise right now, more, so than our covers you know right which is a good place to be you know it, it used to be where you know um you know an artist would put out an album and then they would tour that album for two years anyway yeah you, you know, know it, so it's such a single game now anyway yeah. but you know but but we still believe in that full album i know um russell james believes in that full album april cushman yeah. believes in that full album so people still want full albums artists still want to make them and people still do listen to them um so I, I think that's just my approach. I love I love a full album. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of thing this genre is doing where it's the singles every, you know, six to eight weeks and an EP of, you know, all of those singles into one. And it's like, you know, where, you know, I don't want to say it takes away from the artistry, but it also takes, you know, I think it takes away from the artistry. Yeah. You know, it feels more of like a promotional move and, and I think it works for many. I've seen, I've seen them, you know, they're keeping your attention. They're staying on the forefront because they're releasing a song every month. Um, So I I don't want to take away from how it helps your business side. Um, But I think, yeah, your art, your artistry side is missing something when those singles don't have a big picture home, you know, Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Now from when, you know, you said you were teaching, you know, how, what was that transition like for you? What, you know, what made you say, you know what, I'm all done with this. This is what I'm going to, I'm going to start doing music full time and making that my career. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to like, I honestly, other than my move out to Massachusetts, I'm not my, I'm not one to do something on a whim. I kind of <laughs> want that guarantee, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People ask me, "Are you going to move to Nashville?" Like, I don't want to move to Nashville until I feel like I'm ready to move to Nashville, or or there's a guarantee there of my future going in a different direction, you know, or in a bigger direction. Yeah. Um, so this is the same thing. I was teaching and I was performing, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time, and I started to feel. Like we were getting more offers for shows and they were things I couldn't say no to. Um, And it just started to fill my schedule up. And I was, I was also coaching um, soccer and softball for the school that I was teaching at. And um, so, you know, my day would be wake up, go to school, prep your lessons, go to school, um, teach all day. Our our school went until four. So it was a later day in general. And then we had practice for the sport that I was coaching. Um, it could be a game as well. And that would take me until, you know, seven, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I often had a gig or a rehearsal, uh, which would take me to 11, midnight. It just depended on the gig. Yeah. Um, then I'd wake up and do it all again at six in the morning. So, you know, start doing the math. I was literally going insane because yeah. I, I was not sleeping. Um so I, I decided to make that transition because I think I just felt pulled in that direction. And I will say this, I could always go back to teaching. Momentum isn't a thing, I think, in that. But, but mm-hmm. in music, momentum is so big that if you lose it, you don't, there's a chance you won't gain it back. So um, I felt like I had good momentum and I needed to just ride that out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's, I guess, you know, with the with the way things have turned out in the last two years, maybe, maybe you did make, make the best decision. You know? <laughs> I always look back and hope that I did, you know, yeah. I feel that it was worth it. Um, I miss the students. I miss teaching. I miss that feeling. Um, but, you know, music gives you a whole new feeling, <laughs> a whole new world of feelings. And I love it so much. So um, I hope that we just keep moving forward and I'll always feel like it was worth it. Yeah. Now, speaking of momentum, you know, how did, you know, I, I mean, I think I know the answer, but how did, um, you know, the start of the pandemic and all the shutdowns, how did that um, damper any momentum you had going into 2020? Oh, man, I think, I think I've just started to look back on that and, and it actually has finally hit me. Um, in a really sad way. Um, I think it must have been been all the pictures that are coming out. Like, you know, Facebook does those little memories. Um, 
So I think it must have been that. Um, I've been seeing so much from right before the pandemic hit in 2020. And it just, I, you know, now that I can be on the outside and look back, um, I it's so sad. We, we had just announced that we were going to do original music uh, only, basically. <clears throat> we were only going to do original music gigs and no more cover gigs. Um, and we were stoked and we had sold out like our first few shows. We had a little tour in California. We were just getting back from, um, I mean, we had some really great momentum and, um, and we were about, you know, we were going into release. We were, we were getting into release mode. We hadn't, you know, even fully recorded the album yet, but we had these songs, you know, and we were just debuting brand new songs at shows from the last album. Um, and then all that happened. So I, I feel like it, it definitely looking back, we at least sidestepped for two years mm -hmm. and that has been really tough to grasp. But I think, you know, I'm really trying to start this year off with a bang <laughs> and try to pick that momentum up again. And I think, you know, these big shows that we've been announcing and been playing just recently um, have put some wind in my sails and made me feel like, okay, you know, like we're now we're ready to hit the ground running and let's get build this momentum back. Yeah, I mean, because really, you know, I'm I'm glad you touched upon it because I was going to, you know, the shows that, you know, yesterday. I'm by the time this comes out, yesterday will be, you know, a month or two done <laughs> because, of, because of all the stuff we have we have going on. But, um, you know, you you just announced a show. You're opening for Hardy at Big Night Live in April. April, April yeah. April, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you just open for Michael Ray this past weekend up in New Hampshire. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's those, those I'm, I'm assuming for a local artist, like that's huge. They are huge. I mean, they feel huge to me, um, right. especially because, you know, one man to get artists to that you're big fans of, that's a whole new world too. We, I, I love that. I love these artists we're opening for. I'm already playing their music constantly in our home. So it's really exciting to share the stage with them. Um, <clears throat> but as an original artist who has gone to ticketed shows now and done my own thing that way, the growth really comes from being in front of those big audiences because the growth used to come from playing in front of big cover band audiences where it was a built-in crowd. Like you go to six string, great artists on stage but that crowd is going to be there no matter who's on stage right you know at these yeah. ticketed gigs these are people who already know about me who are already interested in buying a ticket to my show so i'm not i don't feel like i'm growing necessarily in a numbers perspective from my original gigs so in order to gain new fans it's about what I'm doing online and about these big shows. So it's yeah. super exciting to, you know, get in front of a couple thousand people and uh, introduce myself. <laughs> so um, I think that's why it's particularly really big for us. Right. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm curious on your, um, your journey through this because, you know, I've talked to other locals on how their journey happens, but I'm, I'm curious if it differentiates between artists or bands or whatever. Um, when you get an opportunity like to open for Michael Ray and to open for Hardy and, you know, you know, the Hardy being a radio station gig and whatnot, like, do the, do the stations come to you or is there like a, you know, an email sent that says, hey, there's an opportunity here, you know, you know, bid on this more or less. 
Um, there's definitely not. Well, actually, I was going to say there's not a bid, but I guess in a way, sometimes there are. You know, it's an agent could reach out. An agent okay. that, um, you know, represents. I'll just give an example. Um, Mike New England is a, is an agency that a lot of us use. She's amazing, Lauren, who runs that, um, and she represents a bunch of us. So we're on her roster, right? Yeah. Uh, so if somebody comes to her with an opportunity, like a venue or a big artist then she comes to us and says, hey, are you interested? And then she'll go back to that artist or venue and pitch five people that were interested and available. And then the venue gets to pick, you know, from those five. So that's happened before. Um, Sometimes the radio station or a venue will just reach out to us, just us, if Mm -hmm. if they know about us and want us to jump on a show. Um, So that's happened too. And then sometimes it's me being aggressive and you know, reaching out to them and saying, Hey, I saw this on your calendar or, Hey, do you have anything coming up on your calendar where you might need us? Um, and so there's a whole combination of things, but it's, and it's someday, sometimes it's just, you happen to be the one that talked to them that day and they're like, Oh, well I have this, you know? Yeah. It's timing too. Um, but it's, it can be all, you know, all the variety of those things. Yeah, you know, I, I totally get that, you know, because, you know, doing this, you know, I probably send out, you know, uh, you know, at least 100 emails a week for different, different things. And, you know, I won't hear back for a week or two, and then I'll email again, and then they'll, then they'll get back. And it's like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm going to be a pain in the ass to get what I want. You yeah, know, not, right. And not in a bad There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas anywhere in those parts here in new england we are missing southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine but right now fear not we have the porch southern fair and juke joint up in medford massachusetts just a little north of boston um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city go check them out they're at 175 river's edge drive that's in medford massachusetts again check out their website theporchsouthern.com they have live music they have the best food in new england i'm going to just say it right now the best food in new england for that southern hospitality that southern fair you won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with him. Check him out again, theporchsouthern.com. Way, just, you know, you know, like you, like you're doing this because this is your career. This is your livelihood. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you got to push whatever you, you know, you got to push to get what you want. Mm-hmm. I, I sent out, you know, probably 15 emails last week. And I think all of them had the line in it. I don't mean to be a pest. Right. But I know that there's a fine line between being annoying and missing out on an opportunity. So here I am. <laughs> right. You know? right. You know, I, I, you know, there's, there's venues and, you know, other, you know, other people we, you know, I try to work with where it's like, it's, I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I just know you have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot going on and I just want to stay fresh. Yeah, exactly. You want to be at the top of their inbox, you know? Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And it does matter. It does matter. So many people are inundated with, with offers they you know what's what's at the top or the squeakiest wheel you know <laughs> whatever yeah. it's the grease so <laughs> yeah ab- absolutely and you know you, you kind of learn that going through right where you know you might be clunky and heavy when you first start and you know you don't get that opportunity you thought you could have had and then you know some time goes by and you you know you iron out the kinks and then it you know you polish yourself up and it's like oh wow I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity 
you know, two months ago, six months ago, a year ago that I'm getting now. Absolutely. It's so easy to get, let that get you down. Like I, I do it too. You know, I see opportunities that I didn't get and I, you right. know, and I, and that can get you down. But I think I, I try to remember, don't get bitter, get better. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you could still get it. Just not yet. You know? Right. Right. Now I know you like to do stuff at the local level and you've got some, you know, places you, you play at regular, regularly. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that, like your relationship with the Stanzies and, you know, yeah. the things you're doing there and, and the other places you play at regularly in the area? Yeah. Um, I've, I think we've gotten to a point now where we can kind of pick and choose um, and we gravitate towards places that value us and treat us well. Um, and treat our fans well. Um, so Stanzies is absolutely one of those places. Then there's some places that um, I, I hate to say it, you know, like this, but to say we grew out of or what, you know. Yeah, um, no, that's okay. We're in this journey since I've switched from three-hour cover gigs to original ticketed gigs. We are looking for rooms that feel more like those ticketed gigs. So even if it's not one, you know, we just played a new spot um, this weekend, this past weekend on Saturday night, um, called Railway Tavern in Beverly. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of sounds like just another, um, little bar or, or venue that we used to play and play our cover gigs. But the difference was, is they have a really cute stage. They have a really nice setup in there and people are listening to you. It's not, you're not tucked in the corner where your background music, you know? Right. Um, and so I think those are kind of the places we're looking for too. Um, and we're trying to, I'm trying to mix it up now with some free gigs and some ticketed gigs so that people feel like they can just come catch us um, on the weekend if they feel like going out or then the ticketed ones where those might sell out quickly. You got to grab it if you want it. Um, so we're just trying to do a nice balance, but places like Stanzies Railway is a new favorite. We've just booked a couple more gigs with them. Um, Six String, obviously we, we return to them you know, once a quarter or so, yeah. um, that is a cover band room, but it's a blast, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. a great, it's a great stage. It's a great crowd. So we do like playing there. Um, that's probably the one gig that kind of goes outside of that mold of what we've been doing, but, um, but some, some are worth it like that, you know, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of, of some other ones. Mix 360. We always have a home there. The owners are, absolute sweethearts so we really feel like they're good people and it feels so nice to have a partnership with good people um, yeah. <clears throat> um i'm trying to think uh breakaway is literally down the street from us it's a cool north shore venue. have you been there have you been to breakaway no so here so here's my dilemma right with with how <laughs> all of this works because of where i live yeah you know it really sucks trying to get to oh yeah you know like because you know i have You're other far away. I am, you know, I have friends that have played at Stanzies and they're like, come on out. And I'm like, I'm not driving. I love you guys so much, but I'm not driving an hour and a half to, you know, drive an hour and a half home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at, yeah. At, at midnight or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what town you know, are you based again? So I'm in Millville. So I'm actually directly in between Worcester and Providence. Okay. Okay. You know, so for me to get to Worcester, it's 25 minutes. For me to get to Providence, it's about the same. Okay. Um, well, so, I've got know, some shows in those areas, so yeah, I'm just kidding. right. right. Um, no, you know, I, but but even like Foxborough, Foxborough yeah. for me is super doable because it's a half an hour. Yeah. You know, it's you know, but when it gets closer to the city and you know, it's um, 
it's harder. It's, it's so much harder. Yeah. 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 I forget that, you know, every digitally we're all, we, we are all there at the drop of a dime, you know, like right, I can, right. we can call each other right now and, and you're right here. Um, right. But yeah, I forget geographically <laughs> how far away we are sometimes, but yeah, um, you know, and it's funny you say that because, you know, I was recently working in Cambridge, so it made that a little easier mm. um, to cover, you know, shows in the city. But now that I'm not there anymore, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm trying to focus more. I don't want to say focus more like I'm ignoring the Boston area, but, you know, to try to get, you know, more of the local acts to play in the in mm. this belt, this Worcester to Providence belt, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great places around here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of, you know, my goal and my focus this year yeah. for, for their show is to really shine a light on these areas. Yeah. Yeah. We're and we're trying to push outward. Right. So I have right. my favorite North Shore venues that I just told you about um, mm-hmm. and we're making sure we hit those. But we're also, you know, trying to play two hours away from home as much as possible, because right. that's also about growth. Um and so we, we will be in Providence. We're opening for Eli Youngman in May at FET Musical. That's right. That's so right. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> That's, yeah. You know, I think we're going to try to be there for that one. Um, you know, we, we have, it, it's just so, you know, pr- you know, I'm partial to Providence because I've always lived so close to there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great things in that city that, you know, just aren't thought about, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, I think Bold Point Park's really doing doing a push and oh, trying yeah. to get more country shows and all that there. And yeah, you know, there's a great you know independent local country scene in in Rhode Island that you know just doesn't doesn't get the eyeballs because you know right, wrong, and different. It's it's Rhode Island, and people don't think of Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Backroads is out there, right? <laughs> yeah, they're yep. great. Yeah, they are. And Kevin, they, uh, Kevin Hershen is from out there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's then, some great uh, artists out there. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's another kid that's been on the show. His name is Nick Casey. He's. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. He's oh man. Great. He's so cool. I thought yeah. he was like main area. He's out in Rhode Island. Yeah. He's, he's like Southern Rhode Island. Like he's, he's like at the, at the bottom, bottom. Where's that voice come from? He's like, he reminds me of no like idea. TJ from brothers Osborne. Yeah. Like, he's. It's so low. He, it's so cool. Yeah. And like he, he's, he, you know, and he's a all around good person. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you gravitate to that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, your music's great, but you're an even better person. You know? Yeah. It's, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for you, you know, what is your, you know, I know, you know, we talked about some derailments and momentum. Now that momentum is coming back. What would you ultimately like to see, you know, ABB do in the next shit let's just say two years um well i feel another full album coming on um so i would love to release another album in the next two years obviously um and you know i i i guess i just don't i don't know where this journey goes in terms of growth my point is i want to always keep pushing forward. I don't like complacency. I don't like sitting still. I don't like sidestepping like we just done for two years because of the pandemic. Um, I need to feel like, you know, going back to full circle here, I need to feel like stepping away from teaching was worth it if this music career just continues to push forward and grow. So 
growth, you know, looks different for everyone. So I, I think is if I feel like we're still pushing outward, we're becoming known all over the New England region, that would feel like some good growth and success in, in the two years coming up. Um, so I think I just want to keep pushing outward and keep getting those big shows and just keep expanding our ABB army. Um, and all the while still trying to get it, you know, Nashville's attention. I, I said before too, I wouldn't move on a whim, but I do want to make Nashville notice us, you know? So yeah. I think I'm going to keep trying to wave that flag. Like, Hey, we're here. Um, and, and then you just never know. So right. I think that's my two year plan is continue the growth and release another album. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's funny because I've heard it on this show now a, a bunch of times where, you know, you don't necessarily need to move to Nashville to, you know, get ahead. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many people in that town that are trying to do what you're doing and mm -hmm. somebody else is doing that. You know, in order to stand out, you know, you can be in your, your element, you know, your home and, and do that with the way, you know, the internet is and the communication now is, you know, mm -hmm. you and, and it's easier to do now than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, Nashville, I, you know, I do see that it's, it's a songwriter's town and it's very easy to network and get together with three buddies that are in town as well and write some kick, kick ass songs. Yeah. Um, I think that is an ease that we don't have up here. Um, we can zoom co-write, which is kind of weird, but, um, you know, we can, we can kind of get together with people like that, but just like you said, we're kind of all spread out and, um, you know, I'm close friends with April, but she lives two hours away. So, right. um, so I think that is a big difference that I noticed between here and Nashville. But other than that, you know, I'm getting big shows here and I don't feel like I have conquered this market per se. Um, so I don't want to change to a new one until I'm, you know, really feeling like, you know, we are, we've hit that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think we're still trying to be a big fish in a little sea here. You yeah. know, I can't run from that necessarily. Right. You know, I, I, I find it interesting, like the whole, you know, I now getting close with you and with, you know, Russell and, you know, some of the other locals, you know, it's, it's interesting to see the dynamic and, you know, really how, you know, you guys support each other and, and all that. And, you know, you guys play on a lot of the same shows together or in the same areas together. You know, I think it's a, it's really cool, you know, the relationship, you know, you guys have together. Well, I love that you say that. I think sometimes it feels pretty cutthroat, um, but it, but <laughs> it probably sure it does. It does, but it probably depends <laughs> on who you talk to. You know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of us are friends, and I I go back to um, as an example, just attending the New England Music Awards. Um, you know, that whole room is full of artists because they're mm. all nominated or, or, or they're, you know, supporting their friends who are nominated. And so it's just a whole room of industry folks. And I think when you get face to face with your artists like that, even my fellow artists that I was technically competing with for an award, um, it, none of that mattered at that time. Like we were all yeah. there hanging out, having drinks together, um, just being supportive of one another. So I think that FaceTime is a way to get out of it being feeling cutthroat. You know, I think yeah. like, let's just all get together and, and be around each other and remember we're just humans doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. 
Now, let, let me add, and you can be totally honest. I want, actually, I want you to be honest. What are those, <laughs> what do those awards mean to you? Um, <clears throat> I always feel like they mean the world to me. I, you know, I've gotten quite a few of them and they've always felt so great. Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at tipsymusic on all socials. Long live live music. And then you can talk to some people who haven't gotten any, and they say, oh, those awards mean nothing. (laughs) You know, but I can say when I put a subject line in an email header to a brand new agent or venue and I say four-time female performer of the year, I'm getting their attention and I'm getting sure. a response. So um, they, they help for sure, you know. It's just another thing. It's another notch on your resume that goes, oh, wow, you know. And, and when I see other people who I have never heard of but I saw that they won an award, I'm like, well – they must have something. They must be good because nobody would just give them that, you know? Um, So honestly, to me, they've really, really, really helped. Yeah. Now, and I'm sure you're not going to answer or, you know, dance around it. That's okay. But I wanted to ask you being, you know, in this realm and you see other, other local acts, you know, get into the country music genre that, you know, maybe in your opinion, don't fit the category. How does that, what does that make you feel like? So do you mean like musically they don't fit or, or what do yeah. you mean? Like musically, it's like that, you know, everybody has their interpretation of what country music is, oh, right? God. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you know, if you have, you know, more of like a, oh God, I don't want to, I don't even know, like a, you know, you're talking like Sam Hunt versus like, yeah, you know, like more traditional, you know, right, right, right. Like, uh, you know, does that does that kind of muddy the genre for you? Or do you think that's just the uh, the growth of the genre and where it's going? I, I definitely think music evolves and genres evolve. And, you know, the Beatles did it. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, I think there are different types of country and and I think you can still be a country Sam Hunt's country or you can Mm -hmm. be a country fan and like Midland or, you know, some of those traditionalists. Um, I, I think there's room for all of us. And I'm saying I have myself been criticized as a commercial pop country artist. And I'm like, sure. I don't take that as a critique. I I I own that. You're just right. You're, you're fitting what the genre is to make money. That's what I, that's what I like. That's what I gravitate towards. I honestly, I do really like the traditional country too, but, um, but, but I like it all. And I like that I have a place and that's in my little pop country world. And, and I really, you know, I do look at now. I I say that, but I can see, I think of bands in my head that I know of that I think, oh, that's not country. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Um, right. But I I guess that's you know I'm contradicting myself. I'm being a hypocrite if I say that because right. you know 
I, I don't know what constitute. I think some sometimes it's the instrumentation. Uh, if you've got your fiddle or you've got your pedal steel, you know, you 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 sound country um, right. to me. But but then there's a whole other aspect of it. Like if you're a so- storytelling songwriter, that's very country by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a southern accent, Sam Hunt, that's a your country man. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it's defined. I just feel like I'm really happy. I have a little place and I own being commercial pop country. (laughs) Now, now I'm going to flip it on you here a little bit. What about, what about those bands or those artists that are, you know, that you hear and you go, that's country music, right? That, Mm -hmm. you know, may, may maybe in the mainstream or maybe coming up that, you know, don't get the recognition they maybe should because they don't necessarily fit the radio mold that currently is. Like how mm. does, does that get to you a little bit because you think just, that they deserve that, you know, that, that country push? Well, I was just talking about this with someone the other day about a particular band because um, they seemed frustrated that they weren't getting radio play and things like that. But I'll say this, there is a real like underground market. Like you look at somebody like Kit Moore, who was yeah. never the radio mold, you know, and he has a cult following of fans. Yeah. So I think there's a home for those people too. It doesn't have to be on the radio, but you can certainly still go and sell out shows and have a very successful career. It's just not a radio path. So right. I, I think, you know, success is kind of in the eye of the beholder, but, um, but to those people who maybe are, an award or aren't you know getting on the radio or or whatever you know I think they need to look at what their goals are and and shoot for them and or realize that you can still be super successful without any of that so I I don't feel bad I think I just think if people aren't where they want to be and they aren't getting the things that they want then they need to figure out what what others are doing that they should be doing Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I always say to people, like, if you're unsure about an artist, if you're on the fence about whether you like them or not, I always try to push people to see them live. um, Yeah. Because I feel like you get a better sense of who they are and what they're doing. Um, You know, and you mentioning Kip Moore was a perfect example. Like, I've, you know, I've liked the few tunes that have been on the radio. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I saw him live, it was like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, and the same thing with seeing Michael Ray last week. You know, it was like, you know, I, I knew a couple of Michael Ray tunes, but, you know, since last Thursday, I haven't stopped listening to Michael Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just took me to a whole different realm of the world that I wasn't aware I wanted to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, seeing live is, is, is always the best, isn't it? It's like the music yeah, yeah. surrounds you in a different way and it brings out more emotion. I think, yeah, I, I love that you encourage people to like, Go give them a fair shot and really see them, you know, see the product. You know, and it, that's kind of how I, you know, in all honesty, how I really, you know, discovered and appreciated you more because, you know, I saw you were coming, you know, I, I dragged my wife to go see you and, you know, she was the one we're sitting there watching you play in, at Gillette and we're eating dinner and having a couple of drinks and she goes if you don't get her on your show you're an idiot <laughs> oh, you know yes, they love her. <laughs> and you know and she and she says it all the time still she's like you know you should have Annie back on the show you should need to have Annie back on the show and I'm like yes Jennifer I know I need to have Annie back on the show oh Jennifer <laughs> no that's that's awesome but yeah yeah um so you know like I said you know I'm 
I'm super happy for you and all the success you've gotten around here. And, you know, really it's, you know, it's a huge credit to, to you and what you're doing and your music and your push and your love for what you're doing. Well, thank you and all your support. I, you know, I guess I just want to, you know, make it known out there, like, everybody's version of success is different, you know, and it's so easy to look on the outside and say, you're not doing it or, you know, you're not successful, but, you know, maybe they are, maybe they're doing exactly what they want to be doing. So, um, so I think just like artists and all of us and fans just kind of to understand that piece more that we're all individuals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's hard, you know, it's hard being, you know, I, I know I have, you know, semi competition out here in this area. Um, and I say semi because they, they do more of the national, you know, news and acts and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's hard to try to also, you know, give all my love and attention to the local people and still, you know, let, you know, people that are following me from all over the place know what's going on elsewhere too. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a, it's a great balancing act that I'm learning how to balance. Like, No, I, I think you're doing a great job. Have you, um, have you heard of Raised Rowdy? Uh, yes. So yes. there, I feel like you're like the podcast Raised Rowdy. Like you, <laughs> you know, they, they are specifically like the indie artists sort of thing, you know, like those, the, all, all the artists that they promote and represent and just, you know, do a great job supporting are, are kind of all at the same level and it's not those big superstars that are on the radio that you know their name it's like this you know these amazing songwriters and Nashville people but also all over the country it's just this you know it's a different breed and I feel like that's what you're doing in these interviews is you're just reaching artists that are kind of all like us um, because there's a lot of us and and, but you're getting a voice on there and chatting and doing the interviews so I think there's a it I think what you're doing is just different enough you know yeah yeah you know and like for me you know my point is and I say it I probably say it on every show is that you know it's more important for for me that the listener gets a a better understanding of you and who you are um, rather than you know go on and on and on about your latest single or whatever because you know I, I know it sounds probably silly to say it that way but if I always feel that if you know the listener knows who you know Annie Brooks is as a person, you know, they can understand and appreciate your releases and your lyrics and your songs that much better. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I can tell that in your questions, you know, and I've done a lot of article interviews and stuff like that. And they're always like, tell me about your latest song, you know, and I don't mind that. That's cool. But, but it is nice to be able to just um, get to know us on a different level yeah you know it's it's funny because like it's like i've had emails from you know pr firms that are like hey so-and-so is coming out with a single on this date and do you want to have them on for the show for the you know for the release and i'm like i'll have them on but i'm not going to talk about their music they're like well what do you mean and it's like well that's not you know that's what we do but it's not what we do as well Uh uh-huh you know it's because i think it's it's cool (laughs) yeah it's a conversational piece you know it's not a you know, I hate the whole, you know, so tell me where you're from. Tell me what, you, you know, mm-hmm. what was, what was it like growing up? And like, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think uh, you're really getting like, you're getting our perspective on things, right. you know, as a human. It's kind right. of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
Annie, I can't thank you for, for giving me another shot after the debacle we had the first time. Oh um, my gosh, I no, think no. it was fine. No, I don't no. even know I what listen, you're talking about. I listened to that episode and I literally want to like just close down the whole shop and just be oh like, gosh. that's it. That was definitely, <laughs> that was a cool, but I remember, you know, and maybe people don't realize the situation we were in, but like, you know, that was, you were backstage with me at a big show, yeah. at yeah. a big venue. Like that, that's still a cool thing. I think that's what they don't get on a podcast, right? Is that they can't right. see that that's where we were. We were in the green room and you were doing this like pre-show interview. I mean, I thought that's, that's a very cool aspect of this too, you know? Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. I think you, <laughs> you did a great job for what it was. And I thought it was pretty cool doing an interview well, backstage, you know? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I'm, you know, like I told you, I think yesterday or a couple of days ago through text is that, you know, my style and the way I do this has come so far from, from then that, you know, like those, those first few episodes that I listened back to, and it's like, who, who, you know, and I think it's just perspective, you know, and it's maybe yeah. it hasn't gotten better, but I think it has. Well, and that's why I think they're special, right? So I, I think about that all the time when I think about Ghost, my first song mm-hmm. I wrote. I listen to those lyrics and I'm like, not one of my co-writers or producers stopped and said, you just rhymed the word most with the word most. <laughs> you know, like nobody was being critical of what we were doing to be like, um... I think we could do better here, uh, you know, but I li- look back and I feel like some of those lyrics are so primitive for, you know, where, how far I've come. But I think that's the beauty of it. You can see yeah. growth, growth right before your very eyes, you know. That's, so. that's true. Yeah. You know, and it's like like everything. Right. You know, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And, yeah. you know, it's it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, I thank you so much for being here. I do have. I, I do have two questions I prepare in advance. Okay. Um, and they're the easy ones because we've talked about them before. Um, they're about your boots and about your whiskey. Oh, yeah. And I don't, don't give me that red wine shit, Annie, because I know that already. <laughs> I, want, I want whiskey, damn it. <laughs> I feel like I... Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. DRSupplyCo.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. I remember the boots that I told you before, too. <laughs> I, I remember my answer. I'm not sure about my whiskey answer, but I, I know what I'm going to say today. Because I thought about this before you before you called. <laughs> I was like, he's going to ask me about whiskey. What am I going to say? <laughs> and don't tell me fireball either. That's not whiskey. I know. I know. I think <laughs> you said that to me last time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jack Fire whiskey? Do you, do you like yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll, we'll take Jack Fire. As that's a, not as my choice for today. But, no, that's so. okay. <laughs> okay. What am I, so I'm doing favorite boots and favorite whiskey? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, here, I'll spread the love for the boots then, because before I told you I had to give the people what they wanted, which is the sparkly boots. Yeah. Um, but I really like the neon boots. I saw a picture today. I was going to post it for International Women's Day, but I chose a different one. But I was like, man, the neon green boots, I really like. So it's funny that neither of my boots are cowboy boots. 
they're just my stage boots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my brand of country is Kelsey Ballerini country. Yeah, um, that's okay. And then whiskey, um, I, I like a good old bottom shelf Jim Beam bourbon. Wow. I love it. Ice it down a little bit, let the ice melt a little, and it's sweet and delicious. You know, and, it's Jim Beam is the one I haven't had. I've never had it. I mean, it's it's cheap. It's it's <laughs> low quality, but there's something really awesome about Jim yeah. Beam. I do love Jim Beam. I do, you know. That's, and that's I, awesome. And I will say, I have to bring up wine. I mean, I can't just not. But, that's true. Um, that's true. The, it's similar in wines to me because... You know, I don't care if I like the cheapest wine out there. There are so many different wines. If that's the one that I like, that's the one that I like. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, it's easier on my wallet, too. But I think <laughs> I've had some expensive wines. We did a, 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 a live stream series a couple of years back, and we were sponsored by the Hard Rock. And we got to try every wine on their menu or any wine we chose, you know. And, yeah. um and so uh, I got the chance to have, you know, $150 wines that I wasn't ever going to have the chance to have. And, uh, and I just feel like, I mean, they were good, but I think you get past the thir- a certain price threshold and they're all kind of like, it, yeah. they're, they're different. You just have to pick the ones you like, you know, I didn't notice anything tremendously better about that $150 wine that I can't get from a $30 bottle of wine. Right. Um, and I feel maybe is is whiskey like that? I mean, you you know whiskey way better, but so like have you, you had know, Pappy Van Winkle? No, but so here's the funny thing you say about that. So my brother-in-law and his friend have right, okay. and I think we actually might. You know, there's talks about us getting together and doing a, a tasting and a review of, yeah. of Pappy because his friend has that kind of money. Um, yeah. I think and, Stanzi's had a bottle. I remember them posting they had a bottle there. But, like, I also hear that it's, like, you know, it's okay. You know, it's not, like, earth-shattering. Right. It's right. not, you know, anything crazy. And, you know, I'm starting to find that myself with, you know, you know, I've been very, very fortunate. And, like, I, I honestly can't thank the distilleries that have sent me things enough. And, you know, there's stuff I've really, really liked. And there's stuff that it's, like, oh, okay. Like, I'm yep. glad I didn't. I, I hate to say it this way, but I'm, like I'm glad I didn't go out and just blind purchase this. Right. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I was able to have it and try it. Um, but I'm glad I didn't spend the sixty yeah. seventy dollars for this bottle. And you know, there's a lot of people who who blind purchase based on the price. You right. know, right. so I, I think it's it must it sounds like the answer is yes. It is similar to wines in that sense. We're like you just gotta. F- right. You know. I you know. Um, TX whiskey had sent me a bottle, you know, months and months and months ago, and they weren't, mm-hmm. I guess, from what I gather, weren't supposed to. <laughs> and uh, oh no, is oh because it's from is it from Texas? It's from Texas, and they don't have distribution rights up right. here. Right, yeah. Um, but but that's you how know, I smuggled my Miranda Lambert wine up here. <laughs> right, but their um their marketing person at the time when I emailed them, she was from the Cape, and I was like, hey, I'm from Massachusetts, and she was like, I'm sending you a bottle. So they mailed like, it to you? Yeah. Wow. I'm, look at you. Yeah. You're and, breaking you know, all it, the laws. I don't know shit. And <laughs> but it, like it, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a secret or anything. And yeah. you know, that was the first review we did. And, you know, I don't I'm not saying it was because it was the first one we did, but you know, I have a little less than half a bottle of it. And it's like, I don't want to drink it because it was so good. I want to keep it. You know, I know that sounds silly, but you know, I do, 
I know once this bottle is gone, unless I have a connection that can get it all the time, you know, I'm, I'm out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So it, it's tough. I know you got to find friends to, or like, you know, our friends were driving to Texas and back. And so that's how I got the wines, but it does. It's hard, man. Yeah. I, I had a long conversation with Miranda Lambert's dad about it because he runs that winery and he was like, we don't have distribution there. And I was, and I looked into it for him. It's literally, it's just a small fee, small meaning like a few hundred bucks for them. Right. It seems small. It's a small fee and you fill out a form and I feel like that's kind of it. And yeah. they can get distribution here. You know, it's funny because we have a liquor store very close to us that, you know, they get all kinds of bourbons and whiskeys and all that. And, you know, I went in there and had a conversation with the with the general manager the other day. And I was like, listen, this is what I'm doing, you know. And she's like, you know, anything you need, if I can get you anything for the cost we're getting it, like I will. And, you know, I'll get you in contact with these people to try to get in contact with those people to get these things. And I was like, holy shit <laughs> like that's awesome right. that sounds great awesome. yeah you're like i'm already um, thirsty <laughs> right right and they have such a great collection and you know we have some great distilleries even around here that you know that i've been able to try and you know neat should i think should be able to get out there and you know being small independent distilleries i'm sure it's a little harder but mm-hmm. you know have it's, you it's tried cool. um bully boy in boston i I have. That was one of the, re- that was, I think, our second review. Um, nice. Billy Boy actually sent us a bottle, which was super sweet of them. And, yeah. um, you know, between them and Grand 10, you know, we're, we're in talks with all of them. And then there's another one, uh, Working Man Distilleries down in North Attleboro. Um, you know, cool. the three of them were, were, were in talks to do things in the spring as their, you know, stuff is starting to get ready to be released. So, we're looking forward to that, you know, yeah, a lot. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I wanted to ask you one question. And I know I've probably taken way more of your time than you wanted. Oh, gosh. But, no, it's fine. Um, talk to me a little bit before before we go and say goodbye. Um, how does the ABB Army as it is, how did that start? How did that <laughs> develop? It's funny. So actually, Ryan was the one who uh, coined that phrase so um he said you know when he joined the band which was years ago now and we and we didn't start dating until he was in the band for like a year and a half but um he joined the band and he started playing shows with us and he goes wow you have like an army that follows you around to every show and I'm like, yeah, man, that's like, that's <laughs> yeah. true. And so we took that, you know, and the, there it was, the, it was born the ABB army. And, um, and I, I've been planning my set a little bit for the Hardy show. And this is one of the speeches I'm going to make, you know, I just love it that country music in particular, not just music, but country music brings everybody together. When you look out there and you see strangers become friends at every show. Um, And that's really just what we've tried to do with the ABB Army. Just make it a place for strangers to become friends. We see then, you know, those friends that met at our show become best friends and hang out outside of our shows. And I just love that. And and I have a, um, a, like a private group chat with all of them too. So um, not all of them, but I have a bunch of, a bunch of ABB army members in it. You know, I think we're talking like maybe 80 people or something. And, wow. um, and yeah, that's a mute, that's a group chat you have to put on mute so that you're not blowing up your phone. But, <laughs> but it's, 
but it's a good chance for them to be like, Hey, anybody going on Friday? And then a bunch of people say, yeah, I'm going, you know, and then they know yeah. that they'll, there'll be someone there if they want to show up alone or, or whatever. They know that, yeah, some of our people will be there. So go ahead and come out. Right. Um, so I just, I love what they do. I love them. And, and it is true. We do have a really great following that comes to all our shows. And I love now that now that we're doing those, you know, hitting those new markets and those two hour away shows on a regular basis that, um, that we're building little ABB armies in all of those towns, you know, Yarmouth, Worcester, Laconia, um, that's not just our North Shore ABB army traveling everywhere. That's new little, you know, branches of it. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible. You know, it's always, it's always cool to have a fan base, especially a fan base that's willing to, to travel for you. Yeah. And the Jessica on the radio station, she always gives it a shout out, like on the air and, you know, Annie's ABB army is just amazing. And I love it. I love that they're getting recognition, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's always good to to be able to thank and recognize the people that have helped you get to where you are. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 one of a kind for sure, and I feel very lucky and undeserving. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Annie! For all the work you put in, you're very deserving of everything that you have. For sure. Well, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. But well, welcome well, to the ABB Army. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And, you know, really, I, I honestly, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and, and being here and, and, and allowing me to let me what I feel was to do right by you and get you on here for, for, for what you should have been on here for in the beginning. Well, so. I appreciate you giving me a second chance. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you giving me a second chance. You, you, you rightfully could have told me to go pound sand and I would have been like, yeah, yeah, no, she's right. No, these are always fun. I appreciate it. So, yeah, and, you know. And, you know, anytime, you know, you, you know how much, you know, I, you're a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of yours. And, you know, this show is, you know, a, a big fan of yours as well. So. Well, thank you for all the support. And, sure. Um, and just of local artists in general. Man. We need you. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love being here. So as long as, you know, there's an audience and, you know, my wife doesn't get too mad at me for always doing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be here. She's very supportive. <laughs> yes, she sure is. Um, so, so Annie, thank you so much. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk soon. And as always, whatever whatever comes, you know, let us know, and we'll be there. You know, for for you and with any, anything you need. All right. Well, we will see you out there. Cool. All right, Annie. Well, until next time. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. All right, buddy. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Annie, I, I can't, you know, I can't tell you enough how much Annie Bropes means to me. Um, if it wasn't for Annie, I don't even know if this show would be happening. Um, when I started this show a year ago, like I said at the beginning, like I get, I just kept seeing her stuff and it inspired me to, to do this, you know, and talk to up and coming independent artists. And it's, it's been a, it's been a dream come true. So without, without Annie, you know, it, I guess blame Annie. If you don't like this show, blame Annie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't don't blame Annie. Blame me if you don't like this show. Um, but yeah, so thank you all, everybody, for, for listening. Uh, Annie, thank you so much again for being so gracious and being so kind to me. You know, I, I love you so much. I love you to death. I love you and Ryan so much. You guys are great. Um, and the rest of your band. You know, thank you guys so, so much for all the support you've given me in this show. Um, 
if you if you're in the area, go check out Annie. Go to her website. Go to her social medias. Um, you won't you won't be disappointed because she's she's absolutely fantastic. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, like I said at the beginning, we have we have a lot of reviews coming. I think we're getting back to the the Whiskey Wednesdays. Um, like you heard in the commercials, we are going to be doing Thursday thoughts on Beats Beer Bonfires um, So check those out. It's going to be a great thing. You know, we've got some shows coming up in August. Um, I'm not sure we have much in July, which is okay because I could <laughs> I could use a break. Um, any big shows that have come though, I'm 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 there. Um, we might have a a show to to go to on Friday. I haven't gotten confirmation on that yet, but whatever you know we're here we're doing our thing and thank you everybody for listening and taking the time out of your busy days to listen to listen to these conversations it really means a lot go check us out on all of our socials instagram facebook twitter tiktok um we're everywhere go to our website um bootsandwhiskeyentertainment.com check everything out um check out our partners all the links to their websites are there too so thank you everyone until next time keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass cheers